0: Welcome to the Social DJ Podcast, where we talk about ways that DJs and event professionals can succeed on social media. Every Wednesday, we'll help you guys get more traction in your business, help you showcase your work for potential clients looking to hire you, and bring the social back into social media. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe, like, and rate this podcast so we can help more people change the way that they think about social media. Now, without further ado, let's get started with the episode. What's going on, guys? It's Justin the DJ. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the podcast. Um, it's really funny because I'm actually thinking about sort of rebranding this podcast into something a little different for the new year. I haven't really fleshed out what that might look like. So keep an eye out for some new changes in the coming weeks. I kind of want to change, you know, like the format of how the podcast is ran maybe some branding stuff, maybe even change the name. I'm not really sure, but definitely want to try something new. Last week I was at the Harvest of Sound DJ conference and I spoke a lot about social media and branding and all that kind of stuff. And it was my very first seminar ever and probably is going to be my last seminar, not going to lie. Um, It's just not, I've never been like a really good public speaker. Yes, I'm a DJ. Yes, I'm an MC. Um, but you know, it just wasn't really, I don't know, comfortable. I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable up on the stage. It just wasn't like a natural thing that I want to do or wanted to do in the moment. And it wasn't really something that brought me joy, to be honest with you. And that's not really a knock to the Harvest of Sound DJ conference. It's just a matter of me not feeling comfortable in that realm of, you know, education and all that kind of stuff. And there's so many other ways that I could be helpful for the DJ industry in terms of education for social media, just like this podcast. Maybe like a course down the line or maybe some coaching down the line or whatever. Um, But I just don't think that my lane is seminars at these DJ conferences. So um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, if you were at the Harvest of Sound DJ conference, congrats. You saw my one and most likely my only uh, social media seminar. (laughs) Now, we got a lot of news for this week, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Social news. So the first piece of news I want to chat with you guys about is about TikTok potentially getting banned from the U.S. Yes, I feel like we have an article like this every other week, um, but it looks like actual U.S. lawmakers, senators, and all that kind of stuff are... Writing legislation to officially ban the app in the United States. Um, they're basing this due on concerns about data collection, basically the fact that the app could potentially be a surveillance device for Chinese spies. I guess cause TikTok is like kind of like based in China or like the owners are in China or whatever. I don't know the details, but it, it kind of looks like that. More and more after the weeks have gone on, it seems like they're getting really serious about potentially banning this app, which if that's the case, then all of those huge creators that put all their eggs in one basket on TikTok are going to be screwed mega screwed <laughs> which is why i always recommend that you you can't put all your eggs in one basket if you are somebody who's trying to grow your brand or trying to build your business or whatever you're trying to do you shouldn't just put one billboard on the side of the street you should have 10 billboards across that entire highway so that's when you create content you make it for instagram you make it for tiktok you make it for youtube shorts you make it for all these platforms that you're trying to grow your brand grow your business and showcase your skills as a DJ and get obviously as many eyes as possible with the same pieces of content. But also, if one of those platforms goes down or gets banned, gets removed from the app store, or maybe it could be a situation like MySpace where people just stopped using it, that's gonna suck. So, definitely don't put all your eggs in one basket. If you're only on TikTok right now, or if you only have a following on just TikTok, you better start bringing that following over to Instagram or taking some of that TikTok content that you posted a year ago and start bringing it over. A perfect example is Eric Rhodes. You know, Eric Rhodes had a pretty big following on TikTok. He has a million followers. And you know, we had him on the show just a couple of weeks ago talking about that. But in the, between that time of his episode, just a couple of weeks ago to now, he's actually grown his Instagram following from like 15K to like 150K, only posting past TikToks from his TikTok and then taking that content and reposting it to Instagram. And he's grown all of his following without making a brand new video, which is just amazing. The fact that he was able to build a brand new following on a new platform utilizing the same content that he already had stockpiled before is amazing, so kudos to Eric, and honestly, anybody who wants to transfer their following, or build a new following, take some advice from Eric, you you know, if you have a ton of content on YouTube, you can grab that content, even if it's six years old, take that content, bring it over to Instagram, bring it over to Snapchat, bring it over to TikTok, or vice versa, and you can build your following, build, you know, build your brand, showcase your skills as a DJ, using content that you shot 10 years ago as long as it's some good quality <laughs> you know you don't want some grainy shit you don't want some bad lighting or some iphone 4 <laughs> content so definitely uh, utilize some of that content that you've that you've captured in the past and bring it over to these platforms it's a great way to showcase your skills without spending a lot of time with brand new content now if tiktok does end up getting banned. Of course, you always got Instagram. And this week, Instagram has a new feature that they just launched yesterday. And I was going through my DMs. I don't know if you guys noticed this new feature or not. But if you go to the DMs tab, there is like a new, man, I don't even know what they want to call it. I think it's called Notes. How they describe it is a new conversation prompting option, which will sit just above the messages in your inbox and highlights chat prompts for your connections now it's a bunch of big words and I ain't reading them but essentially what it is it's like a big message board right so you write your big message or it's kind of like a tweet I guess so you you post your tweet and it goes to the top of like the DM section and you can see everyone's like message of the day which I think is kind of cool and then you can like respond to it and like start a conversation based on that message so like Maybe you are in a new town and you have a bunch of followers from that town. You can write, hey, yo, who's in New York City tonight? I want to party. And then all the people in New York can respond, yo, I'm in New York. I'm in New York. Or or maybe even a conversation starter like, what kind of DJ gear are you guys mixing on today? If you have a bunch of DJ followers, they can respond with the answer to that question. And it can really get things started in the DMs, which is a really cool way to those connections with people that you might not have talked to in the past which i think i honestly think this is kind of a cool feature and it's kind of leaning towards a more you know a better way to kind of connect with your followers and create more engagement um which you know i know last week we talked about be real and instagram's kind of diving deeper into the aspects of be real so i think this is one of those one of those things that's kind of leaning towards the be real side of things I think it's going to be a thing where you can, you know, put your prompt, put your note or whatever for 24 hours and then you can write a new one and then pretty soon they're going to add that glimpse feature that we talked about where it's kind of like be real. You take the photo and then you can see all your friends' photos. So definitely keep on the lookout for those new features um, that should be either currently on your phone now or it's going to be on there soon with notes just being launched and then the glimpses coming up maybe by Christmas hopefully. Let's see. Alright, that is all the news that I have for you this week. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about music. Trending sounds. So last week I posted a reel talking about songs that DJs should stop playing at weddings. Now I got a lot of backlash for this post. Some of the songs that were listed were like Uptown Funk, Celebration by Kool and the Gang, and basically all the line dances. I got a bunch of hate from DJs from all over saying that I was wrong for saying that DJ should stop playing these songs. And it's <laughs> what's even funnier about this is I just got back from my weddings this weekend and I probably played about half the songs that were listed on my Do Not playlist for all DJs. Um, and of course, you have to think about it from this perspective that there's a difference between songs that are being requested and then going out of your way to play these songs. You know, I listed like 10 songs that were just some of the most tacky songs or overplayed songs or songs that just should retire because of how how often they're played by wedding DJs, every single wedding DJ, every weekend. You know, I talked to plenty of venue workers or like bartenders or whatever, and they're saying like, man, all these DJs just play the same songs over and over and over again. And I don't want to be like every other DJ. So I want to make sure that whenever I'm playing at a wedding or any other event, I want to make sure that my music is different than any other DJ, or at least I can mix it in a way that's different than any other DJ. And I won't play all the typical songs that every other DJ is going to play. Now, if a couple says, we love Uptown Funk, we love Celebration, we love line dances, and they already booked me, no worries. I'm gonna play Uptown Funk, I'm gonna play Celebration, hell, I'll even play the Cupid Shuffle just for you. But when it comes to a potential client, I wanna make sure it is absolutely clear that this is where I stand when it comes to playing music at an event. I would, if it was up to me, I wouldn't play Uptown Funk. If it was up to me, I wouldn't play Celebration. And if it was up to me, I wouldn't play a single line dance at an event. If you make that perfectly clear with your clients, they will appreciate you for it. I would much rather DJ 10 weddings a year just playing music that I was comfortable with or music that I think would work best at a party compared to DJing 100 events a year playing songs that I dread or songs that... Don't make me happier. Don't make me enjoy my job as a DJ. And that was honestly the whole point of this social media post. A lot of DJs might think this post was for DJs. No. That post was for potential clients. To let them know, hey, this is the kind of DJ that I am. This is the kind of music that I don't play at events. If you like this list of songs that I do not play and do not recommend other DJs to play, we should chat. We should set up a meeting. You should book me to DJ your event because I might be the perfect DJ for you. That was the whole point of the post and I would honestly recommend all my DJs do something similar. You gotta make sure that you stand out. If you're just gonna play whatever songs your clients want or you're just gonna pick up any event, even if it's music that you're not comfortable with or music that you don't care about or don't wanna learn, you're doing your clients A disservice. If you're not a country DJ and you get an inquiry from a couple that wants all country, you will be doing yourself and that client a disservice if you take that event. Whenever I meet with couples that are saying, like, oh, we love country music, we want you to play two step in music all night long, I straight up tell them, I'm sorry, but I might not be the right DJ for you because I am not a country DJ. You know, I might play a couple country songs throughout the night if the client requests it and tells me what they want. But if they want me to play 4 hours of country two-step or swing music or whatever, I'm not your guy. And I'm perfectly clear about that. And I think you should too. So that's why I put that list of music out there. It's it's <laughs> although it looks like it's in the perspective of information for DJs and yes, a lot of DJs did see it and react to it. But it's actually a testament to the type of music that I don't want to play at events. And I'm trying to find a way to attract my ideal client to me. And it's worked in the past. I made a post just like this a couple months ago. And I had multiple sales meetings where they said, we saw your video about songs that you shouldn't play at weddings. And we loved it. We're so glad that you don't wanna play tacky music or overdone music like you're the perfect DJ for us. And I was so happy when that happened. <laughs> like I was so happy because it just made it all worth it. I, had, I got so much hate on that post from DJ saying like, oh you're a bad DJ or you can't take your request as part of the job or whatever. And to hear from a client's mouth that I was right is all the information that I needed. So needless to say, you could play these songs. You could not play these songs. Honestly, I couldn't care less. Just make sure that you're original. Make sure you're not just like every other DJ out there. Because if you're just like every other DJ out there, why should they book you? At that point, just pick up a Spotify playlist, hit play, and that's it. You don't even need a DJ. All right, guys. So this week... I have a kind of a touchy subject for y'all. I've been noticing a ton of DJs doing this on social media, you know, on some of the TikToks they're making or the reels that they're posting. And uh, you guys just got to stop. You got to stop this right now because this is such a bad look, not only for you, the entire DJ industry, the company you work for, it's just a bad look. And that is bashing your clients for Instagram clout. Now what I mean by this is by you know posting a piece of content, maybe it's for DJs or whoever, and you're essentially making fun of or talking shit about some of your potential clients, current clients, or whatever. When it comes to posting things on social media, of course, the things that you post need to elevate you and your brand and not devalue you. DJs already get a bad rep for being egotistic or being loud and obnoxious or being just straight up assholes. And the more things that you post that kind of confirm that notion, the less and less people are going to be booking DJs or spending a bunch of money on DJs because DJs are just assholes. You know, why would you spend 2 grand on a DJ, 3 grand on a DJ when you think all DJs are assholes? I just I you know, you're just devaluing yourself when you post content like that. And it's really tough because I don't want to call anybody out when it comes to this kind of stuff, but I feel like I need to give you guys an example of what calling your clients out looks like. Of course, posting anything on social media that makes your client look bad or makes your client's event look bad is something you should, of course, avoid 100%. I've You know, seen some DJs post content of an empty dance floor and just say, this crowd sucks. Or the bridegroom Groom didn't dance and that's why all these people didn't dance. And it's not because I'm a bad DJ, it's because the crowd sucks or it's because the client sucks. That's just terrible, you know, calling out your clients. And what does that tell future clients? What does that tell potential clients? That in order to have a good party, it's not to pay me three grand to DJ your event, it's for you to not suck and it's for you to actually go out and dance at your events. That sets kind of like a bad precedent. You know, at that point, why should I pay three grand for this DJ when I can pay 200 bucks for this guy on Craigslist? Because all it takes is for me to dance and then I'm going to have a good party. (laughs) You know, it's, that's just one example that I can think of, but I really want to avoid calling people out, but I think I'm going to have to. (laughs) So no names, but of course there's this one piece of content that I saw and it was kind of like point of view of the DJ during like A sales meeting right and the (laughs) the DJ is just kind of like looking at the camera shaking your head and just like getting like a disgusted look on their face and the text is like when you're meeting with the couple and you don't think they should get married which is kind of funny from the DJ's point of view right the DJ will see that be like oh I've totally been there met with clients and they just like didn't click or I just think they're just arguing too much whatever I understand it's hilarious on the DJ's front but from a client's point of view that's bad what if the next client you meet with sees that piece of content and they're like were they talking about me were they talking about me and my husband or any DJ that sees that piece of content says wow so Whenever we meet during our sales meeting, you're going to judge me and my relationship based on our interactions during the sales meeting. You're going to think you're going to essentially be the matchmaker for our wedding as the DJ. That's kind of fucked up. Not going to (laughs) lie. You know, anything to do with, you know, bashing your clients on social media or, or in general, you know, you wouldn't go on a website and say, I've had five unhappy couples this year. (laughs) that's just not something that you want to post about. So like creating that bad clout for your clients just for positive clout for your DJs or just to get a lull or just to get people to think you're funny or like you or connect with you is not worth it. You're giving yourself less work. You're making yourself look bad. You're making your company look bad. You're making the entire DJ industry look bad. So whenever you're posting a piece of content always think about from the client's point of view. What would a client think when they see this piece of content? Would they be happy? Would they be more inclined to book me after seeing this? Is this gonna cause any blowback or is this gonna piss anybody off when this goes live? If any of those questions are negative, absolutely do not post that piece of content. Don't post that video because if you're talking shit about the bride and it's just for fun, just for the DJs, that bride's gonna see it 100%. It's not worth it. Future brides are gonna see that down the road. It's not worth it. You're gonna get a couple laughs from a couple of your DJ friends, but you're gonna piss a lot of people off, and you might even get some events not book you just because of that video. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Social DJ Podcast make sure to subscribe, like, and rate this podcast so we can help more people change the way that they think about being on social media. If you guys have any feedback or questions for the show, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at JustinTheDJ. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next Wednesday.